Branding BFF is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to Branding BFF, a podcast for service businesses, creative professionals, and coaches. I'm your host, Lisa Spear. I'll be having authentic conversations with entrepreneurs and brand creators, so you can gain behind-the-scenes insights and inspiration to apply to your branded business. Please note, these are uncensored conversations with guests, so there's a chance they'll be adult language. Today's topic is when to name a business after yourself, and I've invited Quintel of Quinn Gwen Studio to join me. Her business is a full-service interior architecture and design studio. There's a couple reasons why I invited you, Quinn, to the conversation. Uh, First, you're very intentional about using your name as part of your business. Um, We've also had several podcast guests on the show who've used their name in the business, but that wasn't really the focus of those conversations, so I thought it'd be a really great time to start digging into this topic um, with someone who, you know, was really intentional using their name. And also, you're smart. I love hearing your perspective. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought you'd be a great person today to talk about this. So welcome, Quinn. Well, thank you for having me, Lisa. I appreciate you um, joining, asking me to be here. Yes. I'm excited. My pleasure. Well, we had so much fun talking on that panel discussion that I brought you in on last month that I wanted to extend the conversation through a new lens and, uh, you know, have more people be able to hear your wisdom. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, let's just start quickly with um, how long ago did you start your business? I started on my own uh, about five years ago. I'm in my fifth year, and they say if you can survive till five, then you <laughs> can make it beyond that. So I'm excited about that. And how did you decide to go out on your own? I worked, maybe I have a combined of like 15 years in the industry. So I first started off in a small architectural firm. Um, and the projects were large scale, very uh, community based, but I missed uh, the opportunity to work one on one with people. Um, sometimes the clients would be a corporation or a company or a group of people, and you don't really get the personal feedback about how your work has impacted um, their goals as a company or developer. And so I started off doing residential work when I relocated to Charlotte. And that made me happy. I got to serve real, everyday people. Yeah. And that made a big difference. And I know that you also have done projects for businesses, too. So you're doing both residential and business Yeah, now. yeah. So maybe about 30, 20 or 30% of my work now is small commercial and small business. So um, half of my clients are actually business owners, which is cool because that's also what pulls me into their homes. So it either, either start with your home or your business or the other way around. That's great. Well, when you decided to go out on your own, how did you decide to use your name as part of your business name? Okay. Well, it's common um, in my industry, um, whether you're an interior designer or architecture, you'll find that a lot of firms um, started off with a personal name um, or other designers or creative people. But for me, it was about because I left um, more of like a corporate setting, I really wanted to... um, highlight who I was and my personality and uh, I felt that using my name would help build that type of foundation around my own personal philosophy and the way that I wanted to practice so that's really what led me to naming it 
after myself. Yeah. <laughs> of course I thought about, you know, do I name it something or do I use my name? I kind of went back and forth there too. Well, and how did you end up making that choice? Because I hear that there's probably some reasons why you might have thought about going a different route. So I'd love to just hear what those were. Yeah, well, one of them... Um, in the, the past five years, media has social, even just social media, but there's been such a big shift and change in how you can develop a brand or business and grow and use media to do that. And so for me, platforms like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter really connected me to larger opportunities. Maybe about 70 or 80% of my clients have actually found me through media. Not wow. through not through like a traditional marketing, not through like a business card or postcard or brochure, but literally DM me, D, sending me a DM on Instagram, sending me a tweet. And so um, I was very hesitant of, at first because I felt like social media was such a big undertaking. But being able to be the face of my brand in a way where I integrated media as part of my, or social media as part of my natural process for marketing and connecting really encouraged was encouraging for me to say hey I'm going to step out name my business after myself because it's going to be me Um, the other thing too that with media playing a big part of how I can share the work that I'm doing I can show people my process I can show them what kind of projects I'm working on so it in some ways made me kind of like a content creator yeah and so I feel like not that I'm heavily into creating content but I realize that by the nature of my sharing and using that those platforms to market you you're creating content so you're doing things like sharing images you might be creating video I'm sitting here doing a podcast (laughs) (laughs) and so I feel like if you're going to if content creation is going to be a part of it it's going to rely heavily on who you are personally your personality, your perspective, your approach to set you apart from your peers in the industry. Yeah, so what I hear is that looking at the landscape of what was happening, how you were going to want to promote yourself, like it's really like an integrated plan, whether or not it was super intentional from the outset, (laughs) but like really that's what has happened. And also, you know, I think back to the days of portfolios. Yeah. <laughs> and it seems like, you know, even social media has taken place for certain industries, taken the place of a portfolio, like a tattoo shop, uh, a hairstylist, interior designer, things that are very visual in nature. An Instagram account and feed can actually act as a living portfolio for you. Yeah, yeah. In that same sense, too, what I learned, I realized that shift happening in my industry. So when I graduated school, it was all about having this portfolio. But when I began to interview for positions within the industry, um, before I started working in the field, and then when I went to strike out on my own, and I needed to get to know people, you my our portfolios don't really look different from the next person because we're learning the same programs. We all have similar type projects. And so people were really trying to connect with my personality. They want to know who you are, what you stand for, what you're about, because they're trying to find that some something unique about you and the way that you work, not just your work. And so that was a big part of it too. Yeah. Because I want people to know, like, you're going to get me. You're going to get Quinn. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so. So tell us a little bit more, uh, just on the flip side, 
where you were like, yeah, I thought about coming at it from a different angle. Like, what what were your thoughts thinking about it from another angle? So I have always had such big visions about, I'm very passionate about what I do. I love what I do. And I had the opportunity to enter the industry where I work in small firms. So it meant that I was very close to my boss. They were more like mentors. So I understood business of design very early. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I wanted to create a business that would be larger than me. And so I struggled for a minute. I was like, okay, if this thing grows, is it weird to have employees sure. <laughs> working under that, my that name? That is a good question you know, to and be I, thinking about. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, I also remember, like, you know, when you think about, like, Apple, mm-hmm. right? There's, like, the brand, but then everybody always says, like, Steve Jobs, you know? Yeah. So, you know, you're like... Is it separate from the person um, or do I just build this brand or this business that isn't really tied to my name, you know, for the sake of um, scaling or growing? Yeah. And a thing I heard you say, though, was in your industry, how important it was to differentiate based on your perspective and the relationship you have with people so that ultimately that's what won out. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to I also um, am very uh, driven to contribute to diversity within my industry and so I have a very strong perspective about that and so something that also helped me decide on my name was knowing that if I have an idea and I have a philosophy and a way that I'm trying to work um, put putting myself as the face of my brand or being that driving force through using my name makes it personal and it helps me to stand out and it also opens people up to some of the ideals and principles that may be a little different because I was trying to do something different in my industry. And tell us a little bit more about that because for podcast listeners, they haven't been privy to some of the conversations we've had about this. So tell tell them a little bit more. Well, my industry is predominantly white, predominantly male and over 40. And so I spent most of my time, of course, under 40. I'm African-American and I'm a woman. And so um, I wanted to also build a business that was inclusive to other women and other people of color. And um, that conversation is has been around for a long time in our industry. It continues to evolve. And while I've been, I followed discussions and research about it for so long, I decided that if I ever got the chance to do something about it, to, to, to represent what I really believe in, to try to build that thing that I would have wanted to see, yes. um, then I would. And so because it's so personal to me, people I feel are so open to me speaking about my business in that way um, with it being tied to just who I am. And so that's another advantage, I think, of using your name is when you have such a strong perspective and you're really sometimes trying to strike out and do something different within your industry. You become known for that. And if if that's the thing you stand for, that's what's attached to your name. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that. That's awesome. So let's now shift gears a little bit because... You know, I know we've talked a little bit about rhyming and the role oh, yes. of rhyming <laughs> in your life. So talk, talk to us a little bit about naming and rhyming. Okay, yeah. So this funny thing. Growing up, my maiden name is Noel. So people would always call me cute or they say Quintel Noel, like my whole name. And so I got married and became Quintel Gwen. And I'm like, my name doesn't rhyme anymore. <laughs> and so shortening it, people call me Q or Quinn anyway. And I was like, wait, Quinn Gwen, I'm back to it, you know? <laughs> so that's also fun. And it's 
people love it makes people smile they'll say Quinn they'll say Quinn Gwen and they always smile Smile. because (laughs) it rhymes and so then it becomes again personal and for me I have a very high energy a lot of um, my clients always comment on how upbeat and energetic I am and I'm I'm not going to change you know (laughs) (laughs) and so that fun um, element to it is also enjoyable to see kind of reflected back to me well I think it's really cool when you're naming too like how important how it fits together and how it sounds so like what I love is that your name sounds it rolls off the tongue Quinn Gwen Studio right (laughs) it's just easy to say and it does help it be more memorable too yep yeah Quintel Gwen would be a li- Quintel Gwen Studio would just be a little bit more of a mouthful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. Okay, so in hindsight, now that you've been in business for five years, would you do anything different about your business name, or do you love it where it's at? I I think I love it where it's at. I think um, I have expanded my team. I've brought on three young, talented women. And um, what I realize now that I'm shifting, leadership looks a bit different for me now, mm-hmm. where I'm caring about the learning and experience of others. It's no longer just me. But what I have realized is, is that it's still my philosophy and principles that drive the nature of our work, that, and they also are the things that attract people to me, to wanting to work with me. So Yeah, you just uh, told me a story as we were walking in here about your intern. Tell, tell everybody oh, real yeah. quick about that. That's pretty <laughs> well, I, cool. Right now I've got an intern. Um, she's from Iowa State University, from Iowa. And um, she's with me for the summer for seven more weeks. She's got a nine-week internship for school credit. And she found me on Instagram. And so she's a young African-American student. And she's experiencing in school uh, what a lot of us have in the industry, where she's the only black girl in her studio. Mm -hmm. And so her um, looking for a profession, a professional that looks like her and has some of the projects that are culturally relevant that she's interested in works. So, yeah, I think it's kind of cool she's come all the way from Iowa. I feel like, okay. I must be kind of important. People believe in what I got to say. <laughs> well, I love how, you know, you hear the horror stories of social media, how people invest tons of time and money into it. And maybe it's not the right fit to drive the business, you know, and they're, they're dr- choosing social from the wrong place. Whereas with your case, social is an integral part of how people find you both to work with you and to hire you. So it's just such a great thing hearing the differences in that, even that little piece, because I think sometimes people think like, you know, I hear all these great success stories or I hear all these horror stories and then they get either scared to do it or feel like they have to do it a certain way. And what I love is like you found the mix that works for you. Yeah, yeah. And that and that even going back to like the name thing when your your personality is kind of on this is what you're sharing with with people this is what you're saying here's what I do and here's how I do it and here's what my day to day look like and I think people are drawn to like the personality I know that as a designer my projects are very similar to my peers in the industry and I don't think I'm doing something wildly more talented I think is the mix of the personality and the process that people are drawn to. And I, I hear that often. So I, in this regard, I'm happy that my business and me and my brand are all synonymous, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think so. that just goes with the alignment, you know, sometimes people's human personality comes out more in their business. Other times the more the brand personality is a reflection of their human personality. And sometimes like you actually, 
intentionally craft your brand personality because it's the thing that is most important to you in the business that those things come out. It's not like um, a facade, but it's actually like, oh, wow, those are the values that are most important to me for my business. And it's less about my human personality. So I think it's just every business is weighted a little differently, which is super cool to hear. Yeah, yeah. So let's think about a more broad view here. So when do you think it's a good idea to name a company after yourself, just from your perspective? I think um, when you're, I think in product, um, uh, when you are thinking to expand your brand in a way where it becomes integral or a part of people's lives in general, right? Like when you're creating something that you want a mass amount of people to experience or feel. So if it's um, like a clock or a product and your your hope is to get it on the shelves at Target or that you're wanting to get this into the homes of many people, you know, so I I think that's when it's a good idea. Well, the thing that it made me think of when you were describing that is like when somebody has a strong vision. So the founder has like a really strong vision and that is what people are buying into. So if you think about... um, I'm going to draw a blank on this guy's name. He's in Target. Um, Nate, oh, Nate Burgess? Nate, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, so he's got a very strong point of view. Uh, he's had a following, and then he brought his products into Target. So at that point, his name is his leverage. Yeah, yeah. And and, and, and the goal was that he, through that creative work and those products, he could reach more people. Yeah, You know, because so. Target is... is a much more mass production than the kinds of projects he was doing before. Yeah. Yeah. I think another place that, um, so definitely someone being the face of the brand, Mm -hmm. someone having like a really strong, uh, vision. Yeah. Um, another thought that I had was when your name is really distinctive or memorable. Cause you know, you think about some people like, you know, if you're Julie Smith, well maybe Julie Smith maybe there's too many other Julie Smiths out there doing the same thing you're doing that you wouldn't want to name the business after you. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas if your name has a little bit more distinctive or memorable flavor to it, um, and you're not at risk of there being a lot of other people with that same name, it's more appealing to name it after yeah. yourself. Yeah, that's how I felt. You know, I thought about that too um, in this air age or era of like social media. Mm-hmm. So one of the first things that if you create anything, the first thing you try to do is like Google your name, right? Yeah. Or what you're wanting to create. You're like, all right, what's the SEO going to pull up here, right? Yeah. And then you're like, can I get my handle? Can I get the handles on all the platforms? Yes, all your and social media like, handles. Okay, does anybody have this website, right? So yeah. I never ran into those roadblocks because. Right. Yeah, and then and then the last one is like trademark registration, right? Like, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, maybe nobody in this area of the country has this, but am I trying to do business nationally? Well, maybe I should check the government trademark registrations and see or talk to a lawyer yeah yeah. that's like the last kind of hurrah where you're like okay I'm close I've got something I think no one else has got it yeah (laughs) I also think too like in in maybe any industry I was initially thinking a creative industry but any um like not having to explain to like what you do so sometimes if the name is too broad or too general 
you have to then have a little subtitle or tagline or you got to come up with a slogan. You got to do a little bit of extra work, right? Yep. You are speaking the language because we're going to be talking about that in another episode. Okay. <laughs> no, you're, you're okay. totally okay. on point, right? Like it's sometimes it's easier to name it after you. And then the descriptive, right? Like studio or creative or yes. design or like whatever the industry is. Yeah. Accounting, law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so sometimes it's it's a matter of there is a, often a more involved process to get a name approved that someone else isn't using because there's a lot of businesses out there in the world today and a lot of different approaches to naming. And it can be an involved process. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to say was like evolution. As you evolve and your business evolves, it when it's named after you, it just evolves because it's who you are now. So like I think about being 20 something out on a construction site when I did my first kitchen and ruined it or you know, and now <laughs> my 30s, you know. So so like this Queen Gwen has just evolved with me. Yeah. Um versus if I would have named it Man, at some point I was t- talking about being like Purple Tulip. I've got some <laughs> weird names written down in a notebook somewhere. But then I was like trying to get all mystical and abstract. And then imagine if Purple Tulip like. Today. Just t- today. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. Not, it couldn't have... evolve or survive the the, t- the new times or growth. Right. right. Whereas my brand is just growing and stretching and evolving with me. And my clients that are old or new are just along for the journey. Yeah. But what they can. And always, I feel like there's still consistency in what I deliver and how I deliver it. And that's what's attached to my name. Yeah. Like the way that I work. So do you have any thoughts of when it's a bad idea to name your company after yourself? Yeah, I think if you're not like ready to really do the work, you know, I think it's important to be who you say you are and do what you say you do. And a lot of my entrepreneurial friends are experiencing this journey of like starting business and starting up and thinking about names. And so um, I think you you have to be ready to be professional um, because I feel like it's your, your name and your reputation go hand in hand. So if you're not ready to, um, take your online identity seriously. You know, that's one of the things I considered where I'm like, okay, am I going to just be on Instagram dancing or am I going to be really like showing some work and being mindful of developing that identity as best as I could? Yeah. And so I think that's where it's important. If I also think too, if you have, if you don't really have um, like a clear direction yet about what type of platform or message you want to stand on believe in or stand for your business might not be a good idea because yeah. it'll be attached to your name and you don't you, you don't want your evolution or your growth curve to hurt you right like and also the one thing I think about is like you don't want to be seen as flaky so right. if you keep changing your mind on who, what your business is and what you're standing for um, if your name's attached, that might harm your brand reputation, your name reputation. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just really big about reputation and being ready. I also think um, other considerations are it, like if you want to, if you know you want to sell it later. So if it's built yes. around your name, you know, yes, people all the time. If you think about a business that's been around fifty years, or like you know Merrill Lynch, or you know Goldman Sachs, or any any of these really long, substantial brands, you know, if they wanted to sell, they could. And, and the founders long gone, right? But for many of us, um, if you're thinking about selling, you're not necessarily you're you're thinking about selling in your lifetime, 
Yeah. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're feeling like, oh, this is a family business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also think sometimes even if you're not selling it, you might not want to be the face of the business or you might not want to always be running it. Like for the serial entrepreneurs yes. where they're like actually build and maintain multiple businesses. Yeah. Um, then it's like, okay, I don't necessarily want my name attached to every single business. Um, and then another case that I thought of was, you know, sometimes your clients might be more comfortable depending on the type of clients with working with a company or a, co- yeah. a firm name. And again, I think that's really dependent on the industry and the type of clients that people have. Yeah, yeah. What and they're I'm looking e- for. Mm-hmm. It's interesting you say that. I'm experiencing that now. With I started off predominantly residential. And so now I'm even picking up commercial, small commercial. And so that my clientele is no longer just like an individual or a couple or family at home, their personal space. They're a business or brand connecting and collaborating with a business and brand my studio so just thinking about in collaboration with now yeah Um, unfortunately because of this industry I'm in I'm okay yeah but it could be it could be a challenge for another industry or someone else that's trying to expand now or perhaps if you're working with a super large company for example like they might be looking for something that looks a little more traditional yep yep yeah well, and you really brought up something a little bit ago about, you know, brands and business involving. Um, and what you know now is going to be different than where you end up down the line. So <laughs> I had a, an idea of some possible scenarios that some people may bump up against um, when using their name as part of a business name. So I thought I'd run by you and get your thoughts. Okay. So if you get married and your name changes... Or you get divorced and your name changes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you add a business partner... And maybe they want their name to be a part of the company. Or you add staff and people, and it's not, maybe like it's not just your vision anymore. Like where you're actually got a more, like you talked about, like it's your vision moving forward. But for somebody else, maybe they're, you know, pulling in a team of people because they want to bring the team vision to the table. Yeah. So thinking about some of those scenarios, and you can pick any of them, um, how would you approach that if any of these things came up in your business? I think uh, being open to revisiting like a mission, mm-hmm. philosophy, yeah, revisiting that, like just making sure that the new thing or the new name or the new direction is still in line with either the past goals you've created or the new goals that you'll create with your new yeah. team. So I think that when people pivot or when business pivots in that way, and it's a team of people and it's now it's grown and it needs to be more inclusive where the misstep happens is when you don't include those people in that part of your process, the vision and the mission and the remaking. Sometimes we want to go off to the side and say, all right, I'm going to just retweak this a bit. I'm going to rewrite this a bit and make it new and then say it's for everyone. And it's really not. So that's how that's I think that's how I would approach it just making sure that if it is going to be like an inclusive thing then we really do we, we get everybody yeah. in on board on the vision um you know in the beginning and, and it's everybody's a part of it not just like you went off to the court and made the new thing came back and sold it to, to, to people <laughs> yeah well it's like the stakeholders I think that's what you're pointing to is like the stakeholders whether it's the team or it's a new partner or if your relationship status changes like basically trying to look at well is it going to be important to 
have that name changed to reflect some of the more personal changes, or is it more important to have the stability of the name from the outset? Yeah. Um, and also, the thing I think about with the stakeholders is also all the things you were pointing to, to me, is like the brand foundation, the values, yeah. the vision, the mission, all those things that you know, hopefully people are looking at early on when they're making choices with their business and their brand. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and knowing that there may be times, like you brought up the point of pivoting, right? That wasn't even on the list, but I think that's a really great example of, let's say, you know, you're a product-based business and you become a service business, or you made a certain type, you provide a certain type of service or product, and then you actually um, have evolved it. And maybe that Let's say, you know, you have studio in your name, but let's say all of a sudden all of a, you're just virtual or you're yeah. or you're doing a different type of product or service than what you'd been doing. All of a sudden there's new considerations and sometimes it might mean um, doing a little work to be like, OK, is this aligned or maybe it's the point where you actually get some outside objective input. Yeah and see how it lands for somebody else or see how it lands with another professional who is used to working with brand pivots. Yeah. I think the the conversation around naming your business, I think what the root of that conversation really stems from thinking about ego, right? Mm. So I think it's really about can I name myself my business without my ego, <clears throat> taking the charge and that's why I, I believe like building that foundation even if you do like I did and you, you're naming your business yourself and you I remember going through the process of creating values a list of values and mission and a philosophy and why, my why still <clears throat> so when I think about if you don't name it you're you're after yourself and it, and it has a name you know still making sure that that process of laying that type of foundation is there because it's really just about can you, in either case, remove your ego yeah. uh, from, the, from the room and position your business for success, period, either way. As always, I love your brilliance. That whole <laughs> thing about bringing the ego in and checking your ego and really looking, that is a brilliant addition to this conversation. So thank you so yes. much. So where can people find you? I'm on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. At Quinn Gwen, and that's my handle everywhere. So I got lucky to get my one little handle across all platforms. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for joining the Branding BFF crew. Subscribe to stay connected to more behind the scenes brand conversations with entrepreneurs and brand creators. We also welcome your rating and review on iTunes so more people can find us. This show is brought to you by Sphere Creative Edge, a strategic branding business. We help small business owners build a strong brand foundation so they can connect with their ideal clients and use their time, money, and energy more effectively. Learn more at SpearCreativeEdge.com. <laughs>